Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.org iowa.gov slash subscribe or you can follow us on twitter at iowa lsa to view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports please go to the iowa general assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov click on the publications tab at the top and then click on fiscal analysis in the gray area to the left under fiscal publications click on fiscal update and search for a particular report Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 5th, 2017. Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board, December 2017. The Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board met December 1st, 2017 in Ankeny. The Advisory Board received a briefing on the Department of Public Health, DPH's proposed bill for technical changes to the program. The board received an introduction presentation from MedFarm Iowa LLC, which is the successful applicant for one of the state's two medical cannabidiol manufacturing licenses. The MedFarm Iowa presentation also contained recommendations on forms and quantities of medical cannabidiol that the company's Colorado counterpart has produced. The board had a telephonic discussion with staff at the Rhode Island Department of Health's medical marijuana program about the staff's experiences. Additionally, the board reviewed the proposed form and quantity recommendations for administrative rules and discussed what to include in the board's upcoming annual report. The next meeting is scheduled for January 19, 2018 in Ankeny. Additional information can be found on the Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board's webpage. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515 Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 5, 2017, Iowa Cultural Trust Board Meeting. The Iowa Cultural Trust Board met on December 5, 2017 and approved the expenditure of the approximately $129,000 available in the Iowa Cultural Trust Grant account to support the participation of up to 25 organizations in the Arts Lab program. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 5, 2017. Governor's Budget Hearing, Ethics, and Campaign Disclosure Board. On November 28, 2017, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Ethics and Campaign Disclosure Board. The board is requesting $597,501 from the general fund for fiscal year 2019, which is an increase of $50,000 compared to estimated fiscal year 2019. 2018. This increase is requested to maintain the board's current staffing level of six full-time equivalent FTE employees. The board has initiated the following projects. The creation of on-demand electronic ethics training for executive branch employees and officials. If successful, the board will expand the ethics training to include campaign finance. The creation of a new website which will be mobile-friendly and accessible for individuals who are visually impaired and the exploration of costs involved with building a new web-based reporting system for campaign finance disclosure. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 5, 2017, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Human Rights. On November 27, 2017, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Human Rights. The department is requesting a status quo general fund appropriation of $2.3 million. The department is additionally requesting a $200,000 increase from the Technology Reinvestment Fund for a Criminal Justice Information System, CJIS, project. The CJIS performs over 260,000 separate information exchanges monthly among state, county, and local justice agencies. In 2019, the CJIS will expand its exchanges to include the following. State Public Defender Court Notices and Hearing Orders, Sheriff's Return of Service Filings, 
Attorney General Crime Victim Notifications. The Iowa Justice Data Warehouse, a central repository of justice statistics, is planning to provide a web-based application easy access that will be used to share aggregate adult and juvenile criminal justice data with the public in 2018. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 6, 2017. Executive Council Meeting, December 4, 2017. The Executive Council met on Monday, December 4, 2017. Patrick Hull, Recovery Division Administrator, Iowa Homeland Security and Emergency Management Department, updated the Council that approximately $4 million in prior obligated disaster funds was being transferred or released back to the Economic Emergency Fund due to an updated estimate and the closure of four presidential declared disasters. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the council. The council approved a request to obligate $2 million from the Economic Emergency Fund for Presidential Disaster Declaration DR-4334 that affected nine counties in northeast Iowa, Mitchell, Winnesheek, Alamakee, Chickasaw, Bramer, Fayette, Clayton, Buchanan, and Dubuque. The council approved the transfer of $788,000. The council unanimously approved a request by the Department of Natural Resources to enter into a five-year lease with Buckeye Terminals, LLC, for a parcel of land in Scott County. The lease will expire on August 31, 2021, and requires an annual fee of $1,159. A total of approximately $33,000 was unanimously approved for payment of various requested emergency allocations. This includes a payment of approximately $14,000 requested by the Department of Natural Resources, to cover repair costs for fire damage due to an LP leak at the Honey Creek Resort. And the council also unanimously approved payment of various cost items totaling approximately $59,000, of which $51,000 was for repair costs of Iowa State patrol vehicles due to damage sustained from hail and collisions with deer and raccoons. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 7, 2017. Grants awarded to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, made seven grant awards on December 6, 2017, totaling $2.6 million. The IEDA awarded Community Development Block Grant, CDBG, program funds to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects. The CDBG program is federally funded through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. The program enables communities to make improvements to water and sewer systems, improve housing conditions for low-income homeowners, provide facilities for disabled and at-risk individuals, and make improvements to their downtowns. The IEDA is responsible for administering the CDBG funds in the non-metropolitan areas of the state. The grants are awarded based on the benefit provided to low- and moderate-income persons, financial need, project impact and readiness, and commitment of local resources to the project. Applications are solicited quarterly. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 8, 2017. Iowa Great Places Citizen Advisory Board Meeting. The Iowa Great Places Citizen Advisory Board met on December 7, 2017. The board reviewed funding applications for 14 projects from 12 organizations seeking Iowa Great Places grant funding totaling $3.2 million. The estimated total cost of the projects was $23.5 million. The board awarded funding totaling $1.3 million to five projects. The estimated total cost of the projects is $16.9 million. There is $1,000 remaining unencumbered in the Iowa Great Places Program Fund after the awards. The five awards made are as follows. Project Harvester 2 Arts and Culture Center. Applicant, Potawatomi Arts, Culture, and Entertainment. Location, Council Bluffs, award $400,000. Project, Rebuilding of Cedar Covered Bridge. 
Applicant, Madison County Chamber of Commerce. Location, Winterset. Award, $275,770. Project, Trestle Park Phase 2. Applicant, City of Manning. Location, Manning. Award, $31,380. Project, Wapsipinicon River Scenic Overlook, Pinicon Ridge, County Park. Applicant, Lynn County Conservation Board. Location, Toddville. Award, $400,000. Project, Turkey River Recreational Corridor Trail Expansion, Elgin to Gilbertson Park. Applicant, Turkey River Recreational Corridor. Location, Postville. Award, $216,000. For a total award of $1,323,150. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal update. Fiscal Services Division, December 8, 2017, Iowa Finance Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Finance Authority IFA Board met on December 6, 2017. The board took the following actions authorized the negotiation and execution of an office lease for a new headquarters at 1963 Bell Avenue, Des Moines, Iowa, approved the use of up to $30 million for the extension of a revolving line of credit to the Idaho Housing and Finance Association. The line of credit will enable Idaho Housing to acquire IFA single-family mortgage loans from participating lenders, authorized the issuance of up to $450 million in short-term convertible option bonds prior to December 31, 2017 to fund the First Home Program in the event that the federal government eliminates private activity bonds after December 31, 2017. Currently, private activity bonds are used to fund the First Home Program, authorized the award of approximately $1 million in home program funds for three projects that will serve over 27 households in 11 counties. These home buyer assistance projects assist families whose income is at or below 80% of the area median income in purchasing a home, authorized the waiver of the cost cap up to 149% of the unit cost cap that would otherwise apply under the Low Income Housing Tax Credit Program for the Hotel Maytag Project in Newton, authorized the waiver of the cost cap up to 155% of the unit cost cap that would otherwise apply under the Low Income Housing Tax Credit for the Blackbird Tower Project in Des Moines, approved the decertification of the Clay County Local Housing Trust Fund and approved the expansion of the Northwest Iowa Regional Housing Trust Fund to include Clay County, authorized the Local Housing Trust Fund program to award approximately $7.2 million to 25 applicants, authorized the amendment of a resolution that authorized the issuance of an amount not to exceed $100 million if IFA solid waste facility revenue bonds for a mid-American energy project. This increases the authorized amount to $150 million. The bonds will be used to finance the costs of constructing, equipping, and furnishing solid waste facilities in the cities of Council Bluffs and Salix and in Loiza County. Authorized the issuance of an amount not to exceed $10 million in IFA revenue bonds for the wood grain millwork project in Norwalk. The bonds will be used to construct a new facility to manufacture vinyl windows. Authorized the issuance of an amount not to exceed $7 million in IFA revenue bonds for the wood grain millwork project in West Des Moines. The bonds will be used to finance the costs of remodeling an existing wood window and door facility as well as refunding 2014 bonds. Authorized an assignment, assumption, and omnibus amendment agreement regarding bonds issued in 1985 for the Corporate Center Associates Project. The original borrower wants to assign all rights and responsibilities to a new borrower and the board's authorization allows for the transfer of obligations. Authorize the transfer of $250,000 in Iowa Tile Guarantee Fund surplus funds to the Housing Assistance Fund created pursuant to Iowa Code Section 16.40 as authorized by Iowa Code Section 16.91 subsection 1 and received financial reports from IFA staff. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256.
Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 11, 2017. IPRS Actuarial Valuation Report. The July 1, 2017 Actuarial Valuation for Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, or IPRS, was prepared by Kavanaugh McDonald. Valuation Report. The actuarial value of assets for the system totaled $30.472 billion, an increase of approximately $1.438 billion compared to the prior year. The actuarial liabilities for the system totaled $37.440 billion, an increase of $2.820 billion compared to the prior year. The unfunded actuarial liability for the system is $6.968 billion, an increase of approximately $1.382 billion compared to the prior year. The current aggregate funded ratio for IPERS is 81.4%, a 2.5% decrease from 83.9% the prior year. The market rate of return for fiscal year 2017 was 11.7%. A copy of IPERS Actuarial Valuation Report can be found on the IPERS webpage. Changes to Actuarial Assumptions The Investment Board voted to modify the following economic assumptions pursuant to a study earlier in fiscal year 2017. Demographic assumptions will be reviewed in fiscal year 2018. The following actuarial assumptions were changed. Inflation lowered from 3% to 2.6%. Investment return lowered from 7.5% to 7%. Interest on member accounts decreased from 3.75% to 3.50%. General wage growth assumption decreased from 4% to 3.25%. And payroll growth assumption lowered from 4% to 3.25%. Contribution rates. The following are the contribution rates for fiscal year 2019 for all three member groups in IPERS. Regular membership, the total required contribution rate is 15.73%, a difference of 0.85% compared to the current rate of 14.88%. For fiscal year 2019, the employee contribution rate will be 6.29% and the employer contribution rate will be 9.44%. The current funded ratio is 80. 4% and the total unfunded actuarial liability for the regular membership is $6.884 billion. Sheriffs and deputies, the total required contribution rate is 19.52%, a difference of 0.76% compared to the current rate of 18.76%. For fiscal year 2019, the employee contribution rate will be 9.76% and the employer contribution rate will be 9.76%. The current funded ratio is 93% and the total unfunded actuarial liability is $48.7 million. And protection occupation. The total required contribution rate is 17.02%, a difference of 0.62% compared to the current rate of 16.40%. For fiscal year 2019, the employee contribution rate will be 6.81% and the employer contribution rate will be 10.21%. The current funded ratio is 97.8% and unfunded actuarial liability is $35.1 million. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846, and Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 11, 2017, Iowa Arts Council Board Meeting. The Iowa Arts Council Board met on December 8, 2017. The board did not take any action. The Department of Cultural Affairs, or DCA, staff provided the board with overviews of the following programs. Iowa Cultural Trust Stability Grants, Cultural Leadership Partner Operating Support Grant Program, Iowa Arts Summit, Iowa Artist Fellowship Program, Meet the Artist Series, Film Lounge, Art in State Buildings, Art Ups, and Iowa Great Places. The Iowa Arts Council is a division of the DCA. 
The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 12, 2017. Revenue Estimating Conference, December 2017 Meeting. Revenue Estimate Summary, the Revenue Estimating Conference, REC, met on December 11, 2017 and did not change the fiscal year 2018 estimate of general fund receipts. The fiscal year 2019 estimate of general fund receipts was decreased by $9.3 million or minus 0.1% compared to the October estimate. Fiscal Year 2018 Revenues The December REC estimate for fiscal year 2018 is a readoption of the October REC estimate. Total general fund receipts, including transfers, total $7.237 billion, a decrease of $2.5 million, rounded 0%, compared to actual fiscal year 2017. The estimated changes include increases of 4.2% in gross income tax, 3.8% in gross sales and use tax, and 7.8% in gross corporate tax receipts. There is a table that provides additional detail for the fiscal year 2018 revenue projection. Fiscal year 2019 revenues. The REC established an estimate of $7.527 billion for fiscal year 2019. This is an increase of $289.5 million or 4% compared to the fiscal year 2018 estimate. The estimated changes include increases of 4.5% in gross income tax, 3.4% in gross sales and use tax, and 1.1% in gross corporate tax receipts. There is a table that provides additional detail for the fiscal year 2019 revenue projection. The next REC meeting has not been scheduled but will occur in March 2018. A detailed spreadsheet of the REC estimates is available on the Legislative Services Agency website. To see the tables that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Revenue Estimating Conference, December 2017 Meeting. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200 and Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 12, 2017, Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Economic Development Authority. On December 11th, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Iowa Economic Development Authority. The authority reviewed past economic development efforts and future opportunities. The authority submitted a fiscal year 2019 request for general fund appropriations totaling $15 million. This is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2018. The request includes includes the following items, Economic Development Appropriation, $13.4 million, World Food Prize, $400,000, Iowa Commission on Volunteer Services, $168,000, Councils of Governments Assistance, $175,000, and Tourism Marketing, $900,000. The authority also submitted a fiscal year 2019 request for other funds appropriations totaling $22.9 million. This is no change compared to estimated fiscal year 2018. The request includes the following items. Apprenticeship training program, $3 million. Job training, $3 million. STEM scholarships, $1 million. And high quality jobs program, million. The authority will be proposing legislation to convert the scoring system for workforce housing tax credits from a first-come, first-served basis to a competitive scoring system. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 12, 2017, Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Public Television. On December 11, 2017, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for Iowa Public Television, IPTV. Executive Director 
Molly Phillips highlighted IPTV's achievements during the past year, noting that nearly 2 million people watch IPTV each month and more than 300,000 children watch PBS Kids on IPTV. She also noted the other means by which people watch IPTV's programming, including on the IPTV website and on YouTube. Fiscal Year 2019 Budget Request Executive Director Phillips presented the Fiscal Year 2019 Budget Request for IPTV, which includes an increase of $147,500 to the General Fund Appropriation to Restore Overnight Broadcast Service. Executive Director Phillips noted that the suspension of overnight operation in 2010 was an effective way to address a budget shortfall, primarily through reduced utility usage, but it is now increasing costs due to stress on the transmitters and equipment from daily shutting down and powering up. A capital's request totaling $1.1 million, which includes the following in order of priority. $500,000 for net VX replacement, $33,000 for clip store replacement for the production control room, $250,000 for replacement ambers for all transmitter lines, $133,000 for transmitter remote control replacement, $23,000 for replacement loggers on the MassTech system with stream analyzer, $150,000 for the media asset management system phase one, $35,000 for a media server for production, and $12,000 for the analog to digital conversion for library transfers, including noise reduction and deinterlacing. The Iowa Public Television staff responded to questions from the governor and her staff regarding some of the educational services and children's programming. Department of Management Director David Roderer complimented the agency on its strategic planning process. It was noted that Iowa Press is the most watched local program on IPTV throughout the year, but that the state fair coverage surpasses it during the course of the fair. The most popular nationally produced program this year has been Ken Burns's The Vietnam War. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 12, 2017. Executive Council Meeting, December 11, 2017. The Executive Council met on Monday, December 11, 2017. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. The Department of Justice Attorney General's Office requested the Council approve retention of Special Counsel pursuant to Iowa Code Section 13.3, Subsection 1 in legal matters related to a workers' compensation case. The Council unanimously agreed to hire Patterson Law Firm, LLP, of Des Moines at a rate of $120 per hour. A total of approximately $19,000 was unanimously approved for payment of various requested emergency allocations. This includes a payment of approximately $8,250 requested by the Department of Natural Resources to cover costs associated with flood damage to Brushy Creek State Recreation Area Trails. The Council also unanimously approved payment of various cost items totaling approximately $178,600. This includes a payment of approximately $2,800 to the law firm of Davis Brown, Kane, Shores, and Roberts, PC, to cover costs associated with legal services to state agencies on issues related to the visa status of prospective state employees. The payment will be made with funds from the Iowa Department of Revenue. Additionally, the Council unanimously approved two payments totaling approximately $171,000 from funds of the Tobacco Settlement Authority Fund. The next meeting is scheduled for December 18, 2017. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 13, 2017. State Appeal Board Meeting, December 2017. The State Appeal Board met on December 4, 2017 in Des Moines. The Board took the following actions. Approved $29,844 in general claims, including a portico staffing claim indicating outdated invoices were not received or paid, and approved $4,949 
and denied $5.4 million in tort claims. Medical negligence. The state appeal board approved a medical negligence lawsuit settlement in the amount of $240,000. The lawsuit alleged medical negligence resulting in death following respiratory distress at the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. The University of Iowa physicians will contribute $40,000 and the remaining $200,000 will be paid from the state general fund. The next board meeting will be held on January 9, 2018. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 14, 2017. State Board of Education Meeting, November 2017. The State Board of Education met in Des Moines on November 15, 2017. The board saw a presentation from Deborah Reed, Director of the Iowa Reading Research Center, and had a business meeting. During the business meeting, the board heard public comment on ARC 3364 regarding the changes made to the definition of, quote, runaway to align Iowa Administrative Code with the federal mckinney Vento Homeless Assistance Act. Director's Report. Director Wise's report focused on the American Institutes of Research, AIR, report on the outcomes of the Teacher Leadership and Compensation, TLC, program. Outcomes include the following. Most school districts are meeting their, quote, soft goals, collaboration, quality of instruction, professional development, etc., but are not yet seeing a shift in achievement on statewide assessments. 50% of districts are seeing an increase in achievement on locally created assessments, and 87% of teachers and 93% of administrators agree strongly or somewhat that the TLC program is improving teaching. The next report from AIR on the TLC program will include six in-depth case studies as well as a broad overview similar to the current report. The report is expected in summer 2018. The board discussed ways of communicating the strengths of the TLC program to the public. Rules. The board approved administrative rules changes regarding the following. Adoption of computer science standards based on recommendations from the computer science education work group. Changes to the chapter on special education to realign the definition of a quote standard regular high school diploma end quote to Every Student Succeeds Act ESSA requirements and adjustments to the chapter on the Childhood Development Coordinating Council, CDCC, to streamline business operations and make changes required by House File 568, Fiscal Year 2018 Education Appropriations Act. Other business. The board approved the paraeducator preparation programs at Keystone Area Education Agency, AEA, and Kirkwood Community College and heard a presentation on the findings of the Computer Science Education Work Group. Additionally, there was a presentation on the general accreditation process for all AEAs. This process is being adjusted so that it will be parallel to the process that school districts go through. The Fine Arts Standards Task Force presented the proposed Fine Arts Standards for approval by the board. These standards are voluntary for school districts to use and align to the model cornerstone assessments, which are curriculum-embedded assessments for grades 2, 5, 8, and high school. The standards were adopted by the board. The board also heard a presentation on the recommendations of the Future Ready Iowa Alliance. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, December 15, 2017, Palliative Care Awareness Report. In the Fiscal Year 2018 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act, 2017 Iowa Acts Chapter 174, the General Assembly directed the Patient-Centered Health Advisory Committee to review the current level of public awareness regarding the availability of palliative care services in the state and to submit a report of findings and recommendations to increase public awareness and reduce barriers to assessing palliative care services. The palliative care awareness in Iowa report was submitted on November 30, 2017. Report findings. The report defines palliative care as specialized medical care for people living with a serious illness that focuses on managing the symptoms of that illness. Palliative care programs also provide an extra layer of support for practical needs with a goal to improve the quality of life for both the patient and family. The report noted 
a study published in 2011 in Health Affairs that found hospital-based palliative care terms created efficiencies that delivered cost savings. The Advisory Council also surveyed nearly 600 Iowans representing health care and social services providers and professionals, consumers, family members, caretakers, and the general public on their awareness of palliative care. The survey found many people had heard of palliative care but would not know where to go for access to this care. The survey also found there is some confusion related to the differences between palliative care appropriate at any time for symptom management and quality of life and hospice care generally associated with end-of-life disease stages. The report included 18 recommendations aimed at long-term goals with multiple components. The recommendations fell into the following categories. Continuation of palliative care work, education and awareness, surveillance and assessment, best practices and research, reimbursement, workforce development, and utilization of advanced care planning. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 15, 2017, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Revenue. On December 11, 2017, Governor Kim Reynolds held a budget hearing for the Department of Revenue. The department is requesting a status quo general fund appropriation of $15.7 million. Director Courtney K. Decker noted a continuing effort to identify and prevent individual income tax fraud. The department shared a table showing statistics on fraud prevention over the past five calendar years indicating an annual average of $11 million retained through the detection of over 8,000 fraudulent tax returns each year. In calendar year 2013, refunds stopped 8,546, total refund amount $10,161,282. Calendar year 2014, funds stopped 9,840, total refund amount $10,695,958. Calendar year 2015, Refunds stopped 9865 total refund amount $9,150,562. Calendar year 2016, refunds stopped 9646 total refund amount $7,966,443. 2017 through November 12th calendar year, refunds stopped 10486 Total refund amount $17,066,368. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017. Water Resources Coordinating Council Meeting. December meeting, the Water Resources Coordinating Council, WRCC, met on December 12, 2017 at the Polk County Extension Office in Altoona. Secretary of Agriculture Bill Northey called the meeting to order. Point Source Project Update. Water Quality Coordinator Adam Snyders of the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, provided an update on the issuance of point source permits for wastewater plants and industrial facilities. There have been 151 facilities identified as needing permits, of which 118 have had permits issued. Coordinator Snyders also reported that he attended the 2017 ACWA Nutrient Permitting Workshop and received information on point source permit processing in other states. The overall goal of the project will be to sponsor a point source permit summit in Iowa to review the current options for point source permitting as outlined in the Nutrient Reduction strategy and to discuss ways to implement or streamline new procedures. This would include developing guidelines for smaller communities. Nutrient Reduction Strategy. Lorraine Nowatsky, Measurement Coordinator for the Iowa Nutrient Reduction Strategy at Iowa State University, ISU, provided an update on the 2017 Nutrient Reduction Strategy Annual Progress Report. Highlights from the executive summary include, there was $420 million invested in fiscal year 2017 to reduce nutrients. This included expenditures for research, educational presentations, practice 
implementation and water quality monitoring. The total included $243 million in payments from the Federal Conservation Reserve Program. The Iowa Nutrient Research Center has funded over 30 projects with the focus of evaluating the performance of new technologies and conservation practices. Conservation practices in the past have focused on the reduction of phosphorus. This has included the construction of terraces and sediment control basins. To address the reduction of nitrogen, new practices are being implemented using cost share funding from state and federal programs. The new practices include the installation of bioreactors and nitrate-treating wetlands. And there were 474 educational and outreach events held in fiscal year 2017 with an estimated 54,000 participants. Runoff Risk Tool Senior hydrologist Dustin Goering of the National Weather Service presented information on the development of a runoff risk decision support tool which provides information to farmers on the optimal time to apply fertilizer. Fertilizer runoff can result when there is a heavy rain or melting of snow after fertilizer is applied. The runoff risk decision support tool relies on weather information from the National Weather Service and develops maps that incorporate forecasted temperatures, precipitation, snow melt, and soil conditions for the next 10 days. The maps can be reviewed to visualize the risk of fertilizer runoff. The project began in 2008 in the state of Wisconsin to reduce water quality degradation. Algal Bloom Study Dr. Grace Wilkinson, assistant professor of ecology at ISU, discussed a study conducted on harmful algal blooms in lakes. Algal blooms cause fish kills and increase toxic risks for humans, livestock, and wildlife. The study observed pigments added to lake water to determine if blooms could be anticipated in advance. It was unknown whether lake management could prevent the blooms once detected. In the study, nutrients were gradually added to the lake until a bloom was triggered and then the nutrient input was stopped. Stopping the input reversed the bloom indicated algal blooms could be prevented by reducing nutrient input. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017, Natural Resource Commission meeting. The Natural Resource Commission met on December 14, 2017 in Des Moines. The following items were discussed. Funding concerns. Department of Natural Resources DNR Director Chuck Gipp provided information on the funding of the state budget using the Department of Management's fiscal year 2018-2019 budget in brief document. One handout from the document detailed general fund revenues for fiscal year 2018, while the other detailed general fund appropriations for fiscal year 2018. Iowa Forestry Meeting. State Forester Jeff Gorant explained to the Commission that two meetings were held at the Iowa Forest Nursery in Ames to meet with forestry stakeholders and discuss current forestry issues. Lake Icaria Project, Department of Natural Resources Wildlife Bureau Chief Todd Bishop provided information to the Commission related to a proposed project at Lake Icaria Wildlife Management Area in Adams County. The Lake Icaria Wildlife Management Area consists of 1,945 acres under the management of the DNR. Through a management agreement, the DNR manages the northern portion for wildlife management and habitat development, and the Adams County Conservation Board manages the southern portion, which has boating, camping, and cabin rental. The Adams County Conservation Board would like to construct a resort building or conference center on five acres of the Lake Icaria Wildlife Management Area, which would require the DNR to transfer the ownership of the land to the Adams County Conservation Board. The transfer of the land will be decided at a future meeting. Chronic Wasting Disease. The Commission approved a contract not to exceed $340,000 with the Veterinary Diagnostic Laboratories at Colorado State University to provide certified tissue testing for chronic wasting disease. Currently, the DNR has a contract through June 2021 with the Iowa State University Veterinary Diagnostic Laboratory under which they will serve as the primary vendor for testing chronic wasting disease. Polk County Conservation Board. The Commission approved a contract not to exceed $2.9 million with the Polk County Conservation Board for the dates of January 1, 2018 to June 30, 2019. The contract is for the completion of the restoration projects at Easter Lake located in Des Moines. 
Improvements include lake dredging, which will move 271,000 cubic yards of material and include disposal of 140,000 cubic yards. The remaining material will be used to shape and enhance the lake shoreline. Shaping the shoreline at Easter Lake to minimize erosion and improve water quality. Installation of fish habitat, fish jetties and improvements to the main boat ramp. And installation of an in-lake silt dike on the western edge of Easter Lake to reduce sediment and improve water clarity. Land acquisition. The commission approved the following land acquisitions. A 20 acre tract of land from the Dubuque County Conservation Society for $70,000. The land is located northwest of Luxembourg. Federal funds will pay for the land which will be used for hunting and outdoor recreation opportunities. A 6.4 acre tract of land from a private seller in Wapalo County for $18,000. The land is forested and will be used for hunting and other outdoor recreation opportunities. And a permanent easement on a 2.8 acre tract of land from a private seller in Mitchell County for $7,000. Turtle Creek, a cold water stream, is part of the land and can support trout fishing. The easement will allow public access for fishing. Funding is from fish restitution funds. The next meeting will be held on January 17, 2018. This will include the annual meet and greet with legislators. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. To see the graphs that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Natural Resource Commission Meeting. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017. Iowa Energy Center Board Meeting. The Iowa Energy Center Board met on December 13, 2017. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, has inherited the administration of 27 Iowa Energy Center grants from the Iowa State University. The board has received five requests for the modification of grants. At the meeting, the board authorized four of the requested modifications. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017, Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, Board met on December 15, 2017 and took the following actions. Direct financial assistance and tax benefits. The Board approved the Liberty Diversified International Project in Milford for direct financial assistance and tax benefits through the High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP. The awards are to assist in the creation of 100 jobs and are expected to result in approximately $15 million in new capital investments. Contract Extensions The Board approved contract signing extensions for eight projects. Contract Amendments The Board approved the amendment of three contracts. Redevelopment Tax Credits The Board extended the project completion periods for two projects. Other actions. The board approved rulemakings related to the apprenticeship training program, the workforce housing tax incentive program, and the targeted small business certification program. Financial summary. The board also received financial reports from IEDA staff. As of November 30, 2017, the following amounts remain unobligated. General fund operations fiscal year 2018, $9.9 .9 million dollars. High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP, Fiscal Year 2018, $12.2 million, and Tax Credit Cap, Fiscal Year 2018 Allocation, $84.1 million. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017. Executive Council Meeting, December 18, 2017. The Executive Council met on Monday, December 18, 2017. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. The Department of Justice Attorney General's Office requested the Council approve payment for expenses pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10. 
the council approved a total payment of approximately $17,400 that is intended to cover court costs and expenses relating to prosecuting commitments under Iowa Code Chapter 229A for the Sexually Violent Predator SVP program. A total of approximately $3,200 was unanimously approved for payment of various requested emergency allocations. The payment is intended to cover repair costs of a state patrol car after an accident involving a raccoon in Keokuk County, and the council also unanimously approved payment of various cost items totaling approximately $4,200. This includes a payment of approximately $3,400 intended to cover repair costs resulting from storm damage to a state patrol car operating out of Dubuque. State Board of Canvas. Upon adjournment of the Executive Council meeting, the State Board of Canvas met to discuss the recent special election for State Senate District 3 held on December 12, 2017. The Senate seat in District 3 was left vacant after the resignation of former Senator Bill Anderson, Republican from Pearson, and filled by former Representative Jim Carlin, Representative Sioux City. The State Board of Canvas verified the special election results and voted unanimously to adopt the canvas of the votes as tabulated. The next meeting has not been scheduled at this time. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017. Enhance Iowa Board Meeting. The Enhance Iowa Board met on December 13, 2017. The Board took the following actions. Approved an amendment for a one-year Community Attraction and Tourism, or CAT, committee contract extension for the Danville Station Project in Danville, Iowa. Approved the following three CAT awards. Pottawatomie Arts, Culture and Entertainment in Council Bluffs, $1 million. Des Moines Community Playhouse in Des Moines, $440,000. And Strawberry Point Aquatic Center in Strawberry Point, $59,500. The Enhanced Iowa Program provides financial incentives to communities for the construction of recreational, cultural, educational, or entertainment facilities that enhance the quality of life in Iowa. The Enhanced Iowa Board is appointed by the Governor and oversees the administration of the CAT grant program. Additional duties include the oversight of the Sports Tourism Program and the River Enhancement Community Attraction and Tourism Program. Appropriations from the Infrastructure Budget for the CAT Program Fund Infrastructure Projects to assist communities in the development and creation of multiple purpose attraction and tourism facilities. To be eligible, projects must be permanent recreational, cultural, educational, or entertainment attractions, be available to the general public, and promote tourism in the local communities. Eligible applicants include cities, counties, public organizations, or school districts in cooperation with a city or county. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017, Early Childhood Iowa Stakeholders Alliance Meeting. The Early Childhood Iowa ECI Stakeholders Alliance met on December 12, 2017 in Des Moines, Iowa. The meeting began with a lunch presentation on Medicare and Medicaid programs as well as presentations by the ECI Steering Committee co-chairs and the ECI Governance component groups. The group also reviewed the strategic plan and worked toward creating new goals in the areas of quality, services, infrastructure, and public will. The expectation is that a new strategic plan will be established by the end of 2018 with issues to be addressed through 2020. This is the second cycle for the combined ECI strategic plan. Before 2015, the ECI State Board and Stakeholders Alliance each had their own strategic plan. The group also saw a series of informational presentations on various programs that are available across Iowa, including the Healthy Choices Count, program from the Iowa Department of Public Health, which is focused on helping students make healthy choices, and the Iowa Act Early program through the University of Iowa Division of Child and Community Health. The Iowa Act Early program is focused on ensuring 
that parents have access to materials that support their understanding of their young child's development milestones and enable them to monitor their child's growth. The next Stakeholders Alliance meeting will be February 13, 2018. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017, Community Attraction and Tourism, CAT, Committee Meeting. The Community Attraction and Tourism, or CAT, Committee met on December 13, 2017. The committee took the following actions. Received a report on the status of the CAT Committee Program. There is currently $2.9 million available and 38 award applications have been received. Recommended the approval of the following three CAT awards. Potawatomi Arts, Culture, and Entertainment in Council Bluffs, $1 million. Des Moines Community Playhouse in Des Moines, $440,000. And Strawberry Point Aquatic Center in Strawberry Point, $59,500. The CAT Committee is a subcommittee of the Enhanced Iowa Board and evaluates applications for CAT grant funding. Eligible projects must be available to the general public for public use and be primarily vertical infrastructure. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017, Child Care Projections Workgroup. Staff from the Department of Management, DOM, the Department of Human Services, DHS, and the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, met on December 14, 2017 to discuss the Child Care Assistance, CCA, program, estimated fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019 expenditures. The projections workgroup is established in Iowa Code Section 234.47, to discuss revenues and expenditures and agree on an estimate for the current and upcoming fiscal years. The Child Care Assistance Program provides subsidized child care for low-income families with working parents, parents gaining work skills, parents going to school, and parents unable to care for their children for a limited time due to physical or mental illness. The table that accompanies this article is the current projected balance sheet. Fiscal year 2018, the estimated fiscal year 2018 general fund appropriation is an increase of $7.6 million compared to actual fiscal year 2017, House File 653, fiscal year 2018, Health and Human Services Appropriations Act. The current consensus agreement for fiscal year 2018 is an estimated need of $6.5 million due to the following reasons. The enacted appropriation was $4.3 million below the March 2017 estimated need for the program. Fiscal year 2017 ended with approximately $400,000 less in surplus than anticipated and program growth experienced and anticipated in the current year of $1.8 million. The appropriation also includes the following language. If the appropriations made for purposes of the state child care assistance program for the fiscal year are determined to be insufficient, it is the intent of the General Assembly to appropriate sufficient funding for the fiscal year in order to avoid establishment of waiting list requirements. In light of this language, the DHS is evaluating options for funding sources to avoid establishing a waiting list. According to the National Women's Law Center, 20 states currently have a waiting list or frozen intake. Fiscal year 2019. The consensus estimated need for fiscal year 2019 is $13.5 million. This amount is based on the current general fund and temporary assistance for needy families appropriations for fiscal year 2018. The observed caseload growth and cost per child trends in the early months of fiscal year 2018 are projected to extend into fiscal year 2019. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Child Care Projections Workgroup. 
Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2017. Agreed Upon Procedures Report, Iowa Lottery Authority. Auditor's Report. Auditor of State Mary Moseman released an Agreed Upon Procedures Report on the Lucky for Life game administered by the Iowa Lottery Authority for the period April 1, 2016 through March 31, 2017. Iowa is one of 25 states currently administering the Lucky for Life lottery game. An audit was not completed as an audit's objective would be to express an opinion on the financial information derived from the lottery authority's sales and prize expense for the Lucky for Life game. Procedures performed. The following procedures were performed and all amounts agreed upon. A report on draw activity and set prize analysis as generated by the game administrator was obtained from the lottery authority. The auditor of state Reperformed the mathematical calculations within the schedules from the report. Five draw dates were selected during this period being examined, and for each draw date, the total amount of sales as shown on the authority's daily sales report was compared to the total amount of sales shown on the related daily sales report produced by the Lottery Authority's internal control system. The total dollar amount of set prizes from five draw dates was recalculated based on the total number of winners from the authority's gaming system for each prize level and the prize structure of the Lucky for Life set prizes. This recalculated expense was compared with actual set prizes or low-tier prizes for these draw dates. The amounts of sales, actual set prizes or actual low-tier prizes and share of set prizes or allocated low-tier prizes were compared to the amounts shown on the authority's draw reports for each draw date. For each draw during the two months chosen for examination, the game administrator's, quote, expired prize allocation report was compared to the lottery authority's gaming system, quote, unclaimed prizes report. The total of the actual set prizes or actual low-tier prizes and the total of the share of set prizes or allocated low-tier prizes on the, quote, draw activity report were compared to the applicable amounts shown on the game administrator's, quote, set prize analysis report. The cost of second prizes as reported in the, quote, cost of top and second prize report was compared to the authority's quote cash disbursement check report. Bid confirmations were reviewed for the annuitized second prize settlement and a determination was made as to whether the investment was funded in accordance with allowed investment vehicles for the multi-state lucky for life rules and procedures and whether the bids and estimates were obtained through a competitive business process. The total of the transfers from the authority to the game administrator for settlement of the actual set prize liability as shown in the authority's disbursement records was compared to the amounts listed in the quote set prize analysis report and the balance list as the authority's payable amount as of March 31st, 2017 for the actual set prizes or actual low tier prize liability as shown on the quote set prize analysis report was compared to the authority's financial accounting records and to the Lucky for Life draw report. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 20th, 2017, Audit Report, City of Webster. On December 15, 2017, Auditor of State Mary Moseman released a report of a special investigation of the City of Webster for the period of December 1st, 2014 through March 31st, 2017. The investigation was requested by city officials because of concerns regarding certain financial transactions processed by the former City Clerk Lindsay Black. Findings. The investigation identified $5,437 of improper and unsupported disbursements, including $3,493 of improper payroll and $1,675 of improper reimbursements issued to Ms. Black, as well as $207 for the city's share of FICA and IFERS on the improper payroll. The unsupported disbursement was a $61 reimbursement issued to Ms. Black without sufficient supporting documentation. The investigation found that it was not possible to determine whether additional amounts were improperly dispersed or whether any collections were not properly deposited because sufficient records were not available. 
Recommendations. The report includes recommendations to strengthen the city's internal controls and overall operations, including improving the segregation of duties, maintaining supporting documentation for all disbursements, and ensuring payroll is properly approved by the city council. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 22, 2017. Audit Report, Makokota Community School District Activities. At the request of the Makokota Community School District officials, the Auditor of State completed a special investigation of student fundraisers within the district. Concerns were initially raised within the district regarding the annual Future Farmers of America FFA holiday fruit sale when a community member reported that the check used for payment had not been cashed. Findings and Recommendations The procedures completed in accordance with this partial audit identified an estimated $20,138.45 in uncollected or undeposited receipts from the FFA fruit sale for the period of July 2011 through June 2017. The total is estimated due to inaccurate and incomplete records of sales and estimated additional purchases to account for spoilage. The auditor also reviewed other activities fundraiser accounts and did not find concerns. The auditor recommends the following control procedures in the future. Segregation of duties. The district should ensure that collections are counted and signed off on by two individuals prior to deposit. Reconciliation of fundraisers. The activities director should monitor the receipts, disbursement, and profits of fundraisers and perform a reconciliation at the completion of a fundraiser. Maintaining records, collections, supporting documentation. The district should ensure that detailed records and proper supporting documentation are kept for all fundraisers and ensure proper donations. The district should ensure that any excess product ordered for the purpose of accounting for possible spoilage is accounted for and that any donation of the excess product is donated to a nonprofit organization in accordance with Iowa Code Chapter 672.1 Subsection 2. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 28, 2017. Audit, University of Iowa, Department of Physics. Special Investigation Report. On December 21, 2017, Auditor of State Mary Moseman released a report of a special investigation of the Department of Physics at the University of Iowa, UI, for the period of July 1, 2011 through April 30, 2017. The investigation was requested by UI officials because of concerns that Dr. Michael Flatte improperly used his procurement card to pay for expenses related to sponsoring a conference that was not approved by the university. Findings. The investigation found $99,806 in improper disbursements and undeposited registration fees for three conferences organized by Dr. Flatte. As a professor, Dr. Flatte may request that the university sponsor or co-sponsor a conference. The literature for these three conferences listed the university as a sponsor and included the university logo, but university sponsorship of the conferences was not approved. Of the $99,806, $55,644 was identified as improper disbursements and $44,162 was identified as undeposited registration fees that were diverted to a bank account owned by Scientific Conferences, a business created by Dr. Flatte to administer conference registrations and expenses. The Auditor of State also reported that because of inadequate documentation, it was not possible to determine whether additional amounts were improperly dispersed or not properly deposited. Email. During the investigation, the auditors learned that Dr. Flatte's emails could not be accessed because he had set up his university email account to automatically forward all email to a different non-university account. Recommendations. The report of the special investigation includes a recommendation regarding the conflicts of interest and commitment disclosure form that all university employees must file annually. 
The auditors found Dr. Flatte's disclosure form to be lacking certain information and recommended that the university require that information to be included. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270.